You're listening to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Good morning, everybody out there in West Georgia, and welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I hope that everybody had a great weekend. We got a great show for you. It was a great weekend for the city of Columbus. We got a lot to talk about on the show, including the Olympics closing, a recap of the medal counts, the Braves hold off the Nationals, and are just two back of the surging Phillies. Well, they have what it takes to overtake them, and I will look back on the life of a college football legend, former Florida State head coach Bobby Bowden. All right, let's get right into the Olympics recap. Olympics close on Sunday. USA ran away with the medal count with 113 medals, followed by China with 88. The United States had the most gold medals with 39. Here are your athletes that Led the medal count. Caleb Dressel with five medals. Katie Ledecky with four. Sunisa Lee with three. Ryan Murphy with three. Reagan Smith with three. And Lily King with three. Zach Apple, Robert Finke, and Athene Mew all with two. Mew was the 19-year-old that won the 800 meters for the first time since 1968. Also, Signe McLaughlin and Blake Peroni, both with two. Allison Felix made history as the most decorated Olympian this country has ever seen as she picked up her 11th medal, passing Carl Lewis. She's been in this Olympics forever. This is, their, this is her fifth Olympics. She came on the scene in 2004 in Athens, started winning medals in Beijing in 2008. And she actually does a lot of events. She does sprinting and hurdles and part of the relay teams. So she picked up a lot of medals. Congratulations to her. Congratulations to the United States men's and women's basketball teams for winning the gold medal. It wasn't easy for the men as they defeated France 89-82. Kevin Durant just willed his way to the gold medal, and he is starting to become the most decorated Olympian the U.S. has ever seen in basketball. The women continue their streak of consecutive Olympic Games won. They have not lost a game since 1992, and they were on a tear, defeating Japan 90-75. The talk was Brittany Griner with 30 points, shot 14 of 18 from the field, and this was Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi's fourth Olympic gold medal. They also have been in many of these games, and they, two veteran players, that the United States relied upon as the United States women captured their seventh consecutive gold medal. It was a disappointing show for the United States baseball team. However, they do get the silver medal. They lost to Japan, and Japan wins its first gold medal in baseball. Many of you remember they won the first World Baseball Classic in 2006. This was an event that Cuba used to dominate in the 90s. And now with the Olympics coming to a close, we can we could look forward to the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing. The next Summer Olympics will be in Paris in 2024. And remember, Los Angeles hosts the Olympics in 2028. A welcome a welcome sight 7 years from now. All right. The Atlanta Braves did it. They held off the Washington Nationals 5-4 despite losing on Saturday up 2-0. And in the bottom of the ninth, the Nationals scored three runs. They're trying to keep pace with the surging Philadelphia Phillies, who have won eight straight 
Behind a strong starting performance from Zach Wheeler, the Phillies were able to blank the Mets 3 to nothing. And this Atlanta Braves team needs to take advantage of the fact that the Phillies are about to take on the Los Angeles Dodgers. They will be placing Max Scherzer on the mound on Tuesday. The Atlanta Braves will have a day off today, and then they will take on the Cincinnati Reds for a three-game series. It is crunch time as we get ready to get in that stretch in the month of August where teams are trying to position themselves for the Major League Baseball playoffs. Remember that the format is going to go back to 10 teams, which means that you'll have the division winners and then you'll have the wild card game. So looking at it, if the season were to end right now, the Tampa Bay Rays would have the number one seed. It's a virtual tie between the Chicago White Sox and the Houston Astros. Not sure who wins the tiebreaker right there, but number two and number three three seeds will play each other. You're going to have the White Sox taking on the Astros in the playoffs. The wild card teams would be the A's and the Red Sox. So the winner, the A's and the Red Sox would take on the Tampa Bay Rays. Looking at the National League right now, the San Francisco Giants have the best record in all of baseball with 71 wins. They would be the number one seed and they need it because they are dominant at home with a 35 and 17 record at home. And they're getting their players back. Brandon Belt, Evan Longoria, they are Chris Bryant, their pitching is going to start becoming dominant. You got the Milwaukee Brewers, who would be the second seed. The Philadelphia Phillies would be the third seed. So the Phillies would play the Blue. The Phillies would play the Brewers in the playoffs, and the Giants would take on the wild card winner between the Dodgers and the Padres. Yes, there is a possible chance that the Giants could face the Dodgers in the postseason. That has not happened since the one game playoff in 1954. Two historic rivals that used to play in New York going at it in the postseason. That would be a fun sight to see. Of course, the Dodgers are four back from the Giants. Many baseball experts are still picking the Dodgers to win the NL West. It doesn't really matter when you get into the postseason because all three teams in the postseason, Giants, Dodgers, and Padres, are just going to beat each other up. The Giants really need to win the NL West to get home field advantage because I do believe it's going to make a difference. As long as the Giants are winning, the Dodgers are winning as well. Trey Turner has made an impact. He's shifted over to second base because of Corey Seager, who is their starting shortstop. And Albert Pujols, in a pinch hit role, hits his 676th home run. And he hits it off the team that released him. The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim released him in the beginning of the season. And the Dodgers are getting ready for a very tough stretch. They will travel to Philadelphia to take on the Phillies for a three-game series, then the Mets for a three-game series, until they have a home stretch with the Pirates, Mets, and then they go on the road against the Padres. If you look at the Giants' schedule, remember the Giants have a four-game lead. They're about to take on the Diamondbacks for a two-game series, and then they will take on the Rockies for a three-game series, followed by the Mets and the A's. And don't forget... The Giants taking on the Atlanta Braves for a three-game series starting on the 27th of August. That is going to be a huge game for postseason implications. Many of you know that I am a Giants fan. I try to make it to Truett's Park for just about every Giants and Braves game. They did not play each other last year because the season was shortened and the regional teams only played teams in their region. Like the Atlanta Braves only played teams in the NL East and the AL East. So it is going to be fun. I can't wait. think I'm probably going to go to Sunday's game, afternoon game. 
And the baseball season looks fun and exciting. One thing I am looking forward to is this Thursday night is the Field of Dreams game between the Chicago White Sox and the New York Yankees. It is played in Iowa. Tickets have been limited for this event, and this is a fan's dream, a bucket list type of situation. If you are a baseball purist, if you're a fan of the movie like I am, I love Field of Dreams. It was one of my favorite movies as a kid. And all these legends, to include Shoeless Joe Jackson and Moonlight Graham, they all come to this baseball field and people eventually come and watch. And it is going to be very historic. And I can't wait to watch it on TV. Switching gears to Little League Baseball, I cannot wait to watch the team representing Georgia in the Southeast Regional. Northern Little League out of Columbus, Georgia will take on the team from Florida in the semifinals today on ESPN2. Over the weekend, they were down 5 to nothing in the bottom of the sixth inning. Remember, Little League plays six innings against the team from Tennessee, and they were able to come back and win the game 6-5. to five. What an incredible weekend for the city of Columbus. You had Northern Little League. Now they're going to play in the semifinals if they beat Florida They will play in the finals with the right to go to the Little League World Series, a feat they have not done since 2006 when they won it all. Northern Little League, good luck to them. ESPN2, I'm definitely going to try to at least record it or watch it because I want to support Northern Little League here in Columbus. I don't know if tickets will be available. The game is at Warner Robins. I'm not sure if they're allowing tickets to the fans. I think only family members can come, but that would be a fun and exciting event to see. Over the weekend, I was able to see the Columbus Chattahoots play in the Sunbelt Championship over the Alpharetta Aviators. Unfortunately, they lost that series two games to none, and the Alpharetta Aviators are your 2021 Sunbelt League champions. The game ended very unusually. Alpharetta had a 7-3 lead and Columbus was making their rally. Then a downpour of rain came across Golden Park and there was about an hour and a half rain delay. Of course, me and my family were in attendance and it felt like a monsoon was just coming across Golden Park and we rushed to the parking lot and it was just crazy getting in that car and all soaking wet. And so, of course, we missed the end. Alpharetta ends up coming back on the field and they put up another run and they beat Columbus 8-3. One thing that was significant about this game, over 2,000 fans were in attendance at Golden Park. This was the Chattahoots inaugural year in the Sunbelt League, which is a collegiate wood bat summer league with players from all over the country that play college baseball, that play baseball during the summer. This is the first time this team is together. They have a lot of young players, a lot of players that are new And they were taking on a very experienced Alpharetta team. And it was a Cinderella story for the Chattahoots as they came in as the sixth seed, knocked off the top team, the Atlanta Crackers, scoring the most runs. And then they defeated the Gainesville Braves in a three-game series. They seemed to do very well on the road, but it was tough. Their pitcher, Zach Hawley, was able to save their season by completing a one-hit, eight-and-a-two-thirds inning outing this very talented pitcher from Tennessee Tech. I was able to meet him over the weekend. I just told him I appreciated him for his performance. And the Columbus Chattahoots actually had a great showing over the weekend by hosting the Sunbelt Championship at Golden Park. And they'll be back for next season. The 2022 season, hopefully we'll have more fans out at Golden Park. And the city of Columbus can just enjoy a baseball game in the summertime. 
which it was great that the season was extended because of the championship. We also had another team from Columbus in the playoffs as the Columbus Lions defeated the Orlando Predators in the semifinals of the National Arena League, and they will take on the Albany Empire in the National Arena League Championship in Albany, New York, next Saturday on August the 14th. Another Columbus team in a championship. They were playing at the same time. The Lions were playing at the Civic Center. The Chattahoots were playing at Golden Park. It was great if you're a sports fan for the city of Columbus. So you had these amazing teams all weekend. And I know I get excited, I get hyped about these teams, but this is a local sports podcast dedicated to Columbus. I'm going to give the Columbus teams some love. So congratulations to all of them. All right, on a sad note, over the week, just found out Sunday that legendary Florida State head coach Bobby Bowden passed away at the age of 91. And I want to talk about his legacy because I was a sports fan growing up in the 80s and 90s. Head coach Bobby Bowden dominated college football in the 90s. Florida State Seminoles were clearly the best program in the 1990s. Say what you want. I know I got family members who are Miami Hurricanes fans. I know they don't want to hear this, but both programs were great. But Bobby Bowden, what he did at Florida State when he became the head coach in 1976, he turned the program around. And I know later in his years, he regressed after he retired in 2009. He gave the realm over to Jimbo Fisher, and he was able to win a national title. But Bobby Bowden won national titles in 1993 and 1999. He played in national title games in 1996 and in 1998. The 1999 team, led by quarterback Chris Winkie, might have been the greatest, one of the greatest college football teams of all time. Of course, they they defeated Virginia Tech, led by Michael Vick in the Sugar Bowl. He's had two Heisman Trophy winners to include former New York Knicks point guard Charlie Ward. He was just too small to play in the NFL, but he was very talented. You have great Hall of Fame linebackers like Derek Brooks. You had Warwick Dunn, the outstanding former Atlanta Falcons running back. You had wide receiver Peter Warwick, who was selected fourth overall by the Cincinnati Bengals in the 2000 NFL Draft. And you just had all these great players. Bobby Bowden had a great coaching staff. Remember, his offensive coordinator was Mark Rick for all those years in the 90s. Mark Rick later went on to be the head coach of the University of Georgia, led the Bulldogs to just about a 10-win season every year. Now, toward the end of his coaching career, Bobby Bowden was not getting the recruits that he wanted, and they were regressing just a little bit. But he still had Florida State on the map. He turned the keys over to Jimbo Fisher, and Jimbo Fisher was able to win a national title in 2013, led by Jameis Winston, a perfect season. Remember who was on that team? Devonta Freeman, Kelvin Benjamin, great players. Jalen Ramsey. So Bobby Bowden, a legend. He's got sons that are head coaches in college football. So it's sad to see a legend pass. He was 91. His legacy will go on. He has the second most wins in college football with 337 behind Joe Paterno. And he's a legend. I just wanted to give him his props because, you know, he will be missed. He had such a great legacy in college football. So Peyton Manning's in the Hall of Fame. Of no surprise there. Peyton Manning, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. They also included the 2020 class. Edron James was in that class as well. The Hall of Fame speeches. It was great. We have NFL training camp going on. The Hall of Fame game passed. We have week one of the NFL preseason this weekend. I'm looking forward to that. There's a big buzz at the Atlanta Falcons training camp for tight end Kyle Pitts. He seems better than advertised. And I'm interested to see how Kyle Pitts will do in a regular season game 
as he's looking to be a dominant tight end in this league and could possibly win Offensive Rookie of the Year. It is my time in the show where I'm going to preview the AFC North. I got one more division to go after this. Tomorrow I'm previewing the AFC East and I'm done. This division is going to be the greatest mystery because it is hard to pick a winner. I don't know how great the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be or if Ben Roethlisberger is committed to being the dominant quarterback he once was. I just know that the Pittsburgh Steelers do a great job picking up gems later in the draft. Chase Claypool is a great slot wide receiver. They got him. Juju Smith-Schuster, a great wide receiver. Najee Harris is probably going to win the starting job at running back. The story is the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense led by T.J. Watt. This is a great group of players. Joe Hayden, a talented cornerback. Head coach Mike Tomlin is an underrated head coach. Remember, the Steelers were 11-0 last year. Say what you want about their flop in the wildcard game against the Cleveland Browns. It was just an anomaly. They had a lot of mistakes at the beginning, and the Browns just took advantage but now the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be focused they're going to return and I think that they're going to win this division because I think that Ben Roethlisberger is going to be recommitted and he is going to show that he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the league the Pittsburgh Steelers will win this division at 10 and 7 it's going to be very tight though the Baltimore Ravens right behind them are also going to be 10 and 7 these teams are going to beat each other out I actually think that the Cleveland Browns take a step back they're going to realize that Baker Mayfield is limited as a quarterback with all that talent that the Browns have I think that the hype train is going to leave the station and the Cleveland Browns will have a 9-8 season so you have the Steelers Ravens and Browns that are going to beat each other up it is going to be tough the Browns still have a very talented team so do the Ravens with Lamar Jackson but still Lamar Jackson is not your typical pocket passer and he's going to have to learn some things I think that Baltimore still has a very underrated defense and so these three teams will do very well I still think the Browns are going to be very good the Browns added Jadavian Clowney and they will be good but they're they're in a division with two teams that just hate the Browns and now the Browns have a target on their back because they've been talking a lot in the offseason they're the one team in the offseason with the most chatter and Browns fans have very high expectations they think they're going to go to the Super Bowl but I think hold up a second I think they're going to take a step back because of the schedules and a lot of games in prime time and Baker Mayfield is a limited quarterback now the Cincinnati Bengals they are not going to be very good Joe Burrow comes back from that horrendous injury he has a weapon Jamar Chase former college teammate and the Cincinnati Bengals will look good at times because Joe Burrow will make plays but they're still rebuilding I'm not sure if they're going to win hardly any games but I think they will finish at 5-12 and Joe Burrow will show some signs that he is a franchise quarterback and Jamar Chase is going to have a good year as a rookie remember they lost A.J. Green he's now on the Cardinals so what type of team will the Cincinnati Bengals be for the upcoming 2021 season I cannot wait for football season. I will preview college football. I will talk about the rankings and the upcoming games for week one. And then don't forget, on Fridays, I'm going to preview high school football. The first games will be August the 20th. So August the 20th, I will preview all the high school games in the Chattahoochee Valley to include Columbus, LaGrange, and East Alabama. About teams from Opelika, Smith Station, Eufaula, all those teams from East Alabama is going to be great. You don't want to miss the high school preview show on August the 20th. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I want to thank 
I want to thank everybody that listened to my podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to my Facebook page. Stay tuned for tomorrow's show. Well, I will preview the AFC East, and it will be my final preview show. I hope that everybody has a great day, and I will talk to you later. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.